My friends, my friends, my friends, friends and family. Hey, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, reaching out. This is Coach T, the player's coach. Uh, I've got some stuff to go over. Um, I definitely appreciate you guys reaching out to me. Uh, what I will say is, what, it's Christmas almost, so Happy Christmas, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, I guess that's what we're saying, since that's the right way people put it, uh, Merry Christmas. Um, I got a few things I wanted to go over. Uh, I got re- I was reached out, someone reached out to me about some things, so I said, well, let me go over a couple of different things from the email, um, which I thought were really pertinent, especially during the basketball season, which is going on right now. Um, and you get to see it a lot more during basketball than you do any other thing. And uh, <clears throat> the question was uh, body language. And it was just like a question mark, like body language. And I have to say, I've done this before and I would do it again. <laughs> but body language is really, really important. You have no idea how important body language is. Um, I watch uh, one of my kids play, and I say my kids, all of the kids I coach and help are my kids, but uh, playing in a Division One level, and you get to see the body language of his teammates or his body language, and sometimes you sit there and you go, wow, that is horrible. Now, I will tell a story that uh, there was a kid on my team, and this wasn't my, my actual kid, but we were playing in a tournament where college coaches were there and his body language for the whole year that he was there. I told him, I said, look, you got to change your body language. Well, we're in a college turn. We're at a college tournament where there was college coaches there and we're trying to win games. And I pulled him aside and I said, Hey, if you come out of the game and you have bad body language again, you will no longer be sitting on my bench. And, you know, I had another assistant coach talk to him and he came out there one more time and he had he I mean, he was playing bad and he's, he was a kid that always worried about his own stats. So um, he came out and he was really bad. His body language is bad. And so I said, hey, we were in Arizona. I said, you got to go uh, sit in the stands with your mom. And he's like, what? I said, I don't want you on my bench. Your body language is bad. We're looking to win games, and when they look over here at you, and you're over here sulking or you're walking off the court with that quitter mentality, I can't have you around me. You gotta go. So I sent him up in the stands and had him sit with his uh, with his mother. Now people were were up in arms. People had problems. People were pissed off. Blah blah blah. Now I did this same thing to my actual son. We had a game, we were in a tournament, and he was having a bad game, and he was, he wasn't, I mean, he's six, seven years old, but I wanted to start him, or not six, seven years old, sixth or seventh grade, and I wanted him to understand, and they're looking at him, his teammates are looking at him, and he's over there sulking, and he says to his team, or he says to me while he's been on the bench, I said, you ready? And he said, no, uh, dad, I don't think I should go back in, I mean, I just don't feel like I have it. And I said, okay, well, I can't have you sitting over here. And he said, what? And I said, you need to go sit in the stands with your mom. And I had a great conversation with her about it because, again, they don't understand. If you see someone else looking down or beaten down, 
it is okay for you to then start feeling beaten down and looking down and feeling like, oh, well, they did it. I'm okay to give up. And it's funny because they actually did a test on this. They did a, um, a research on this. And they had people doing really, really tough, strenuous things. Um, and uh, I think it was bike riding. I'm pretty sure it was bike riding. They had them doing bike riding and stuff like that. And just strenuous bike riding. Well, the group that they would send subliminal uh, bad body language, bad body faces, frowns, crying, sad, mopey images all predominantly performed worse than the people that they showed strength and happiness and power and smiles to. I forgot when the study was. I think it was in the 80s. I can look it up if we really need it. But they showed that and they said 90% of those people that had bad body or had the subliminal shows, pictures and things that flashed across all had worse results than they had before. So then they flipped it and that person, those people had better results. And you're just surprised with the body language of how much it affects other people. And you see it and you got to get rid of it. So again, body language, I am really, really, really big on. And you got to, you got to figure that out. Um, you can't have bad body language in your program. You can't have body bad body language as a player because it's just telling the coaches something that you probably don't want them to know. Um, what skill does a player have to have that you coach? Um, it changes because it really does. Uh, once um, <clears throat> I would have said toughness or you know, something like that. And most kid, most coaches say toughness and you say a, a tough kid. And now I want an aggressive kid, especially in high school sports, an aggressive kid will just, if he has the basic knowledge, he will just wear down a kid who has no aggression. He just will. It's just, it just happens in my opinion. Um, but you say toughness, but I would say one of the main skills is for me is willingness to be coached because if you're a tough kid but you're an a-hole I really still don't want to be around you and I'm probably not going to give you the best that I have and you're probably not going to give me the best that you have because I'm not going to get the best out of you um, so toughness is great if you have the right kid. So it's always subjective. You have toughness, you have smart, you have talent. I've had talented kids with low basketball IQs. I've had untalented kids with really high basketball IQs or really sports IQs actually. And those kids are great. Now you take a kid with high IQ, a high sports IQ and tough, but low talent, I'll still take that kid love that kid because he's going to give me everything he's got and he's going to be one of those glue guys and he's going to push through a lot of that stuff um you take a kid with a, a low iq and um only has and low talent and toughness 
that kid is going to cause issues in the locker room. From my perspective, from my coaching uh, time, that's what I've noticed because they get frustrated and then they feel like they're better than they are. And then they want to be aggressive with their teammates because that's not working for them um, on the field. So, um, which leads me into something else. You, as a coach, hell, even as a parent, um, when you're trying to get something out of people, you can't push a kid extremely hard or too hard without getting to know them. If you don't know that kid, you can't get in his face and you can't grind that kid and expect to get the results that you want. You just, you can't because you're not buying in. They're not buying into to what you're doing. And in reality, you're, you're asking them to sacrifice something that you haven't figured out what it is that they're willing to do. If you don't know what, how far they've come, you can't get down in their face and ask them to go harder. You've got to get to know your kids. You've got to get to know your players and say, hey, I'm here for you. Let's figure it out. And I've gone, I've been there for my kids who've gone through um, divorce, who've gone through uh, violence, who've gone through a lot of different things. And they feel comfortable having a conversation with me. Because they know that regardless of what it is that they're doing, um, I'm there to support them, period, first and foremost. And when you do that and you get on their level and you get down on their level, especially if it's younger kids, instead of standing and berating them and talking down to them, when you get to their level and you communicate to them on their level, you can start asking tough things. You can start requesting tough things from them and you can start requiring tough things for them you know you can ask them to do a book report and they will do it and you can give them something to think about that's outside of sports outside of basketball outside of football outside of hockey outside of track outside of soccer or baseball Um, but you have to You have to be genuine in your love for them being successful as a human. And when you can get that and when you can buy in, find out what what they love, what affects them on a day to day, then they will they will buy into what it is that you're asking them asking them to do, especially if it's hard, they will buy into it. And I have kids that still call me today, coach, hey, coach. One of the best words you can hear is coach. And not coach that guy 10, 15 years later. Coach, hey, coach, how you doing? And then see them grow up and and have kids of their own and still call you coach. Um, And still smile when you see them. That's awesome. That's a feeling that I wish more people could experience. Um, 
because that just means there's more people out there helping uh, younger people and other people and trying to get them places that they want to go when it's not just about wins and losses and you find out what's going on with the kids it makes it so much better for you and it makes it such a better environment for the team um, and a better culture because that culture that team will ride or die for you not literally and I'm not going to say we're soldiers or we're an army or any of that so people start complaining and sending in emails but those guys will give you everything they got because they know you're in the mud with them. They know you are in the, the foxhole and they know you've either been through the foxhole or they see the results. Now, you're obviously going to have to have results. But when you show a kid that you love them, sometimes the results might not have to be a state championship. They just needed to know that you love them and that you're there. What was that movie? Coach Carter? They didn't win a state championship. But man, they knew that dude loved them. They knew that dude cared about them. And that dude did the same thing with everyone. Not just uh, the bad apples on the team. and Not just his son. He did that. He was the same way with everyone. The rules were the rules for everyone. So um, you got you to gotta understand that and you got to start pushing for that. Uh, one of the things that uh, Frank Martin uh, said, which I don't know if I believe all the way and everybody's seen this little thing going across where he says kids haven't changed uh, we have uh, times have changed kids they have way too many different distractions they have so many different things that they want uh, to happen for them and they don't understand that it's it's a little easier to acquire the knowledge to get that but you still have to do the work and so they say stuff like that uh, Frank says stuff like that. And Frank, I love Frank Martin as a coach. He is uh, a coach that I would have loved to have played for back when I was in college. And, you know, I would, I just, I know his kids love him and they've come out and they've said that they love him and stuff like that. So that's been, that's been really, really good, uh, to see. Uh, and then they had a conversation about Mark Pope during a game and they were stating how, uh, Coach Pope at BYU, he gets he gets in there with the kids, but he's he's relatable and he he has all these other accolades. But one of the things he does is he humbles himself and he makes it understood that it's about the kids. And, you know, he gets to them and he speaks on their level. And the announcer said the days of being able to throw a chair and yell at a kid and get in his face and scream and and be all upset and pissed off those days are are pretty gone yeah those days are gone um there's way too many movements about child abuse and all this other stuff that you can't do that to to kids um and there was a, a video going around where a coach called a timeout and instead of the kids going to sit down and this was a college coach he made them run well, the parents on the comments were like, oh, he needs to be fired. He needs this. He needs that. Really? Really, does he? Because I've done that. Now, granted, it's been AAU in high school. I've never done it on the college level. But yeah, I've done it. 
and you're trying to get a reaction from them that they understand that this is this is serious people's jobs especially in college people's jobs are on the line so it's not an embarrassing thing which some parents are, oh he's just trying to embarrass them no that's not the case and sometimes if if that's what it takes to get the majority of them to wake up every now and then then you got to do something like that but for kids you try to reach them where they are but sometimes you got to do you got to shake it up and it can't be peaches and cream it has to every now and then be some some broken glass and some scrapes you know and and some rubbing alcohol it's going to hurt and if you don't want to be involved with that and you don't want that type of of direction then you you do go somewhere else um but also you have to have the ability to communicate with them and take them to doing some of the things that you are requesting and and just have it be what it is and put the rules and guidelines in place and then reward them for it um nowadays you have to give way more compliments and people say oh you get more with sugar or with honey than you do with shit right yeah i get it but sometimes you got to put that out there and like hey like it's not going to be easy and you do i would say nowadays you do have to give more compliments and more uplifting uh, coaching than you did before the issue now is that people want the uplifting before they do something and that's where it gets difficult as a coach they want the accolades well before they put in the work they want to know that they're great before they set foot on the field of battle or whatever it is they already want to know that they're great and that's a little that's a little difficult right there now um one of the things i did want to finish up with I know I'm zooming through this, so it's again, it's a Merry Christmas, you know, for everyone. Um, but uh, what I wanted to say is, skill development, no matter what level, should be a priority. Skill development, no matter what level, high school, middle school, elementary, college. Um, professional skill development should always be a priority. And if you're coaching kids or if you're, you, you have a kid, they have to be working on individual skill work, individual skill development, and then going and putting that to place with, as a team, as a coach, every day you should be setting aside time, especially a high school coach. Every day you should be setting aside time for a player to get better. And if a player is coming to you at the end of the, like their senior year, which senior year, I've had some seniors on, on the team currently that are going to have a rude awakening because they're going to say, what do I need to do to get better? I've had it every year for the last eight years. What do I need to do to get better? Uh, son, you've got 10 more games in your high school year. Uh, work really hard, run really hard and communicate. That's all I can tell you to do. Because you've spent the other three summers or five summers or ten summers not working on skill development. And once it starts to hit them, that holy beep, life is coming fast. It's 
it, it's a wake up call and they start panicking and stressing and don't know where to go, don't know where to turn and do not know what to do. But when you have a good relationship with them and you've spoken to them on their level and you can be honest with them, you can usually guide them through that little panic session and get them ready and get them prepared for the real world out there. But when it comes to the sport that they're just realizing that they should have been working hard for. And I've had some that just came through it this summer that they're seniors and they came through the summer before their senior year. Oh, can you work me out? Sure. Now, I would have loved to have had them do that two summers ago. And you see the drastic change in just a summer. But think about it if they've done that two summers ago, three summers ago, when they first got into high school. Uh, when they were doing AAU, because all of that stuff is available for them, they just don't realize it. Like Michael Jordan said years ago, he made it seem like maybe he made it seem too easy and not how hard he worked to do it. Steph Curry, these guys look at Steph Curry and they're like, oh, he's only 6'2 and he shoots threes from half court. Do you see the intense workout he does on the daily, not once a week? Not once a month, he does it daily and he does it for hours to keep himself sharp and to make himself better. And that's why he can do that. Um, anyway, I was glad to be able to get in here real quick and get some of this done. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas, a happy new year. Um, I hope your teams are winning. I hope you are getting all of the gifts that you want, be it physical presents uh, or be it mental gifts or just the knowledge of something and learning something new or trying something new. Uh, again, Merry Christmas. If you need anything, this is Coach T, the Players Coach. Definitely shoot me an email and we can discuss some of that stuff. But thanks for the emails coming in today. Or well, not today, but this past month. I really appreciate it. It was some really key points that I wanted to touch on. Um, anyway, this is Coach T. I'm out.